Apologies in advance for all the construction going on next door, but uh, before the episode formally started, I'd like to uh, acknowledge the current situation going on between uh, Russia and Ukraine, Russia's uh, invasion of Ukraine, which has uh, captivated the headlines for the past few days. Uh, first off, I'm with uh, pretty much everyone else when I say I'd like this uh, all this conflict to end. I certainly believe that violence is not the answer, and uh, hopefully... Uh, Ukraine and uh, its allies, uh, U.S. allies, can uh, bring an end to the situation and uh, stop the war overall. This conflict has certainly impacted the NBA community, particularly two players of Ukrainian descent, Svi Mikhailuk and Alex Len. They released a statement a few days ago saying, quote, A great tragedy befell our dear homeland Ukraine. We categorically condemn the war. Ukraine is a peaceful, sovereign state inhabited by people who want to decide their own destiny. We pray for our families, friends, relatives, and all the people who are in the territory of Ukraine. We hope for an end to this terrible war as soon as possible. They go on to say, Dear fellow Ukrainians, hold on. Our strength is in unity. We are with you. So again, my thoughts and prayers are with everyone affected by uh, Russia's invasion of Ukraine. And as I mentioned earlier, I hope for a peaceful and to all of this conflict. We now continue on with the rest of the episode. NBA All-Star Weekend was riveting, for the most part. The regular season resumed on Thursday, leading to more questions and answers for various teams. After yet another exciting few weeks in the league, it's time for another episode. This is the Boundless and Ballin' Podcast. What's good, everyone? It's Jordan Peckley, now and host of the Balance and Ballin' Podcast. As usual, there's never a shortage of things to talk about on here. This episode is no different. Starting it off with the Skills Challenge. The Cavs won that one. Evan Mobley made the half-court game winner, playing alongside Darius Garland and Jarrett Allen. The Celebrity Game. Uh, Team Walton versus Team Dominique Wilkins. Uh, Team Walton won that one 65-51. Miles Garrett had a great block on Machine Gun Kelly, and a windmill dunk after the buzzer. Alex Toussaint, a Peloton Peloton instructor, won the Celebrity Game MVP with 18 points. There was also the NBA HBCU Classic, where Howard University beat Morgan State 68-66. Howard came back from being down 12, and uh, Kyle Foster had 18 points. The Rising Stars Game, Team Barry beat Team Payton 50-48. Evan Mobley and Cade Cunningham had 13 points each for Team Barry. Jay Sean Tate made the game-winning layup. Jaden McDaniels had 12 points, and Bones Highland had 10 for Team Payton. On the other side, uh, Team Isaiah beat Team Worthy 50-49. Jalen Green, what a stud, 29 points for Team Worthy, while Sadiq Bay had 16 for Team Isaiah. Bay came up clutch with a key bucket and block, while Desmond Bain made the game-winning free throws. And in the final game of the Rising Stars Challenge, Team Barry beat Team Isaiah 25-20. Cade Cunningham and Franz Wagner came up clutch down the stretch, with Cunningham drilling a three to make it 24-20, and Wagner making the game-winning free throw. Carl Anthony Towns won the three-point shooting contest, and he just might be the best floor-spacing big man ever. He's made 739 threes throughout his career, which leads all centers, and has a career three-point percentage of 39.6%. From the best... Shooting big man ever to the worst dunk contest ever. Oh my goodness. Jalen Green had nine attempts. He wound up having nine attempts for a dunk and only made one of them, which was pretty much a simple windmill. 
Juan Toscano Anderson wasn't all that impressive either. He kept missing his dunks. And the final, that wasn't even a debate. Uh, it was between Obi Toppin and Juan Toscano Anderson. JTA was in the finals with a final score of 69. Nice. Obi just uh, made a nice clean dunk, uh, threw it off the backboard, tapped it to himself, uh, and won it off of that. So how do we fix this travesty of a dunk contest which has certainly fallen off since Aaron Gordon and Zach Levine? So my suggestion? Add pro dunkers like Jordan Kilgannon, Chris Staples, and Jonathan Clark, or maybe some G League guys like Mac McClung who can certainly get up. Those guys would surely put on a show. And speaking of a show, the NBA All-Star Game did not disappoint whatsoever. Team LeBron won it 163-160. to 160. Cleveland natives showing out in their hometown. Steph Curry had 50 points on 16 made threes. LeBron, 24 points, 5 rebounds, and 8 assists with the game-winning fadeaway. Overall, All-Star Weekend was quite the success. The NBA finally returned to action on Thursday night. The Lakers and Clippers played on Friday, with the Clippers being the Lakers for the sixth time, 105-102. Terrence Mann and Reggie Jackson had 19 points and 17 points, respectively. Reggie had a great post-game sideline interview, saying that even though the, Lake, the Clippers have beaten the Lakers six straight times, it hasn't been easy. They've really given them a run for their money, as he put it. He also mentioned how the Clips are trying to come out of the Lakers' shadow. LeBron had one of his worst games as a Laker, 21 points on 6 of 18 shooting, 2 of 8 from 3, but he also made a 7 of 8 free throws. He also had 11 rebounds, 3 assists, and get ready for this, 6 turnovers. Russell Westbrook, not great shooting either. He had 18 points on 9 of 21 field goal shooting, uh, 3 rebounds, and 1 assist. Carmelo Anthony and THT were some bright spots for the Lakers last night. Uh, they had 18 and 16 respectively. Melo, however, thought he was Curry and took a 28-foot three that wound up being short. THD, all of his uh, 16 points came in the second half. Now, the big storyline that came from last night's game were the reviews and challenge calls. Yikes. Ty Lu wound up being able to challenge a call that was supposed to be a no call. Uh, this was the debate over uh, if LeBron was out of bounds on a rebound from a Westbrook miss. LeBron saved it, and then uh, Robert Covington wound up throwing it out of bounds. So what should have been Laker ball wound up being Clipper ball, all because Ty Lue challenged a no-call. Then the Lakers went to eye for an eye with this challenge thing. Uh, they challenged a, quote, attempt to foul in the backcourt that would have been an eight-second violation for the Clippers had that not been called. The Clippers wind up uh, retaining possession, but uh, Reggie Jackson gets called for a five-second count in the backcourt. And all in all, those uh, four seconds of game time wound up being 15 minutes of real time. And then towards the end of the game, 105-102 Clippers, LeBron has a chance to tie it with .7 seconds left, turns around on the baseline uh, for from the corner three, just came up short, and the Clippers notching their sixth straight win over the Lakers in this battle of L.A. Quite a disappointment if you ask me, but then again, I felt that feeling 31 times before. More on the Lakers in uh, just a brief second, but uh, James Harden finally debuted for the 76ers and didn't disappoint. The Beard had 27 points, 8 rebounds, 12 assists, and 5 threes made, and uh, Joel Embiid had 34 points, 10 rebounds, and 3 assists on 10 of 18 shooting, and 3 of 5 from 3. The Sixers waxed the Timberwolves 133-102. to Other notable games from this last few days, uh, Devin Booker. Started a point guard for the injured Chris Paul and had 25 points, 12 assists, a career-high 6 steals, and 5 rebounds. The Suns beat the Thunder 124-104. to DeMar DeRozan 
aka the MVP, nailed another go-ahead game winner against the Hawks, had 37 points, 6 rebounds, and 3 assists. Like I said, he has to be in the MVP conversation right now. He's been putting up video game numbers over his last 9 games. Listen to these. 37.6 points a game, 5.7 rebounds a game, and 5.4 assists per game. Definitely up there with guys like uh, Joel Embiid and maybe Nikola Jokic. Shea Gilgis Alexander had 36-8-5 with 3 steals as OKC beat the Pacers 129-125. to DeJounte Murray had a 30-point triple-double, 31 points, 13 rebounds, and 14 assists as the Spurs outlast the Wizards in double OT, 157-153. to And moving on to the buyout market, which includes names such as uh, DJ Augustine and Ennis Freedom. Uh, Hoops Rumors came out with an article just a few days ago uh, highlighting guys that could be bought out as well. That list includes names like uh, Kent Bazemore, Gary Harris, Eric Bledsoe, and John Wall. And uh, those names uh, purely off of speculation alone. The latest signings, also coming from Hoops Rumors, DeAndre Bembry was uh, released by the Nets and he signed with the Bucks. Tristan Thompson, bought out by the Pacers and signed with the Bulls. Goran Dragic, bought out by the Spurs and signed with the Nets. Drew Eubanks, released by the Raptors. He signed a 10-day contract with the Portland Trailblazers. Javon Carter, released by the Nets and signed with the Bucks. And just this morning, Tomas Sadoransky, bought out by the Spurs, and he will sign with the Wizards. So a lot of uh, names, a little more player movement going on post-trade deadline in terms of the buyout market. It'll be interesting to see which teams add to their depth and, again, shore up around the edges. Moving on to the latest NBA headlines, the Knicks will sideline Kemba Walker for the remainder of the season after failing to trade him. The main reason for this is so that Kemba can prepare for next season. President Leon Rose said the Knicks are prioritizing Walker's quote, long-term success on the court. It's one of various moves that has had Knicks fans shaking their heads. DeMarcus Cousins just signed with the Denver Nuggets for the rest of the season. He's averaged uh, 8.1 points a game and 5.9 rebounds a game in 25 games this year, 17 with the Bucks and 8 with the Nuggets. Tyreek Evans, remember him? He's returning from a three-year suspension for violating the league's anti-drug program and is currently meeting with the Milwaukee Bucks. He last played for the Pacers in 2018, where he averaged 10.2 points a game, 2.9 rebounds a game, and 2.4 assists per game on 39-35-71 splits. And finally, Markel Fultz will return to the Orlando Magic lineup on Monday. He's been out since last January due to a torn ACL. And now for a team that's always in the headlines, the Lakers. They didn't do anything at the trade deadline and currently haven't made any moves from the buyout market. They've already started their uh, post-All-Star break on a relatively bad note. LeBron's comments during All-Star weekend, those definitely made headlines and they're also, they were also pretty concerning. He said he'll do whatever it takes to play one year with his son, Bronny, and praised Sam Presti's team-building strategy of building through the draft. However, LeBron shut down speculation in his post-game interview last night, saying that the media will spin anything that he says. He also came after Lakers uh, writer Bill Oram, who was one of the reporters spreading such misinformation. LeBron basically called him out, saying that no one in the Laker faithful should trust him because he hasn't written anything good about the Lakers in quite a long time. And this really goes to show the uh, reporter-athlete relationship and what happens when sports journalists spin quotes for clicks. Now with their loss to the Clippers, the Lakers now have 19 clutch time losses this season, uh, according to ESPN. So that means they could be at or near 46-13, and 13, close to where the Suns are at 49-11 and 11 and second in the West, if they didn't go brain dead in crunch time. Now I'm usually a glass half full kind of guy when it comes to the Lakers, and I've been saying if they click at the if they click at just the right time, maybe 
maybe they can shock the world. However, honestly, that's becoming less and less likely. It's just going to be, uh, we're just going to have to live through the season, as it is really, with uh, LeBron seemingly in decline, Russ not playing too well, and AD, of course, always getting hurt. Now, the Lakers really have to figure things out quickly, because if not, we'll be in familiar territory once again, the draft lottery. And finally, what's up with Zion Williamson and the Pelicans? Zion has mostly been MIA from New Orleans while rehabbing from foot surgery. He had ghosted other teammates, but has recently started showing support on social media, possibly through all the backlash that has come with his uh, lack of involvement with the team. That included J.J. Redick calling him, quote, a detached teammate. Zion's recovery has continued to be pushed back, but what if Zion is holding out and wants out? Will we see Zion in a Pelicans uniform this season, or ever again? He's starting to follow the pattern of stars wanting out of NOLA, like Chris Paul and Anthony Davis. Some are even comparing Zion to Greg Oden. Zion has played 85 games over his first two seasons, while Oden played 82 games over his first three seasons. Keep in mind that Oden missed his entire rookie year with a knee injury. Zion has also had two foot surgeries at 21 years old. Greg Oden, he had three knee surgeries in his first five years, has now had a total of seven. Meanwhile, the Pelicans are 12th in the West at 24 and 36, CJ McCollum has definitely broken out for the Pelicans, averaging 29 points a game, 6 rebounds a game, and 5 assists per game in his first 6 games as a Pelican on 52-41-75 splits. Time will tell if we'll ever see Zion suit up for Nola ever again, or if he'll be another disgruntled star wanting out of the Big Easy, and again, possibly taking the easy way out. And that's a wrap on this episode of the Boundless and Ballman Podcast. Thanks for listening. I'm Jordan Pekley-Nowen. Pray for Ukraine. And as always, stay safe, stay healthy, be well, peace.